Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. If you are a, a return listener, we want to say welcome back and thank you for your support of this program and for your support of Key Radio hosting this program. And if you are a first-time listener, we would say why not be a return listener and come back next week. Or what you can do is you can go onto our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you have about two and a half years of past episodes. And so if you listen to one, you are officially a return listener. And so we invite you to uh, swallow up your time as we look at a bunch of uh, different scripture, different topics, uh, applying a biblical worldview to those things. Um, And so have fun with that. And if you uh, wish, go ahead and drop us an email or maybe an idea for a future show, something you want to talk to. Um, If you're a return listener, you know that here at Shouts of Grace Radio, we have different guests from around the country, different pastor friends. Um, Sometimes they're they're in different states. Sometimes they're right here in Utah and they're in studio. Today I have a very good friend of mine, Pastor Bill Buffington from Calvary Chapel, Inglewood in Inglewood, California. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Man, we've been friends for a long time and I always appreciate um, your insight into God's word. And so thanks for uh, thanks for being here. And, um, you know, you we were just talking before the program, you've got a couple of big things coming up um, with your church, uh, namely just trying to find a new place to meet. For our listeners that are prayer warriors, maybe you can just kind of drop what the need is, and 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 so we'll know kind of how to pray and, and what we need to do. Yeah, we are um, we're in the city of Inglewood, and um, the building that we're currently in, uh, our lease ends in October, and uh, the owners of the building are going to actually tear it down and build uh, something else. They've already got a loan for it. Um, so we've known since uh, the beginning of the year, right bef- right at the new year, we found out. So we've been looking for places. Uh, we have not yet found a place. So that is our prayer to God, which show us where, uh, where we can gather in the city uh, that we might continue to do what we're doing. So praying for an open door something that would give us room to grow, uh, that would have parking and meet all our needs, and that would allow us to continue to flourish as a church in the city. So, Yeah, amen. So if you're listening and you can pray for that, that'd be great. Um, today, Bill, what I want to do is I want to look at uh, Psalm 37. We often, uh, we're going through a series right now called Hopping Through the Psalms and just kind of taking each each one, just not in order, just kind of as the Lord leads. And so Psalm 37 is a Psalm of David. I want to I want to just kind of kick it off and kind of push the boat off the dock and read a couple things and then just kind of dig into it. Uh, so if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, it's Psalm 37 and it's in verse one. Um, and if I stutter, it's not because I'm speaking in tongues. It's because my eyes are, are messed up and I'm trying to focus on, on something that, that can be difficult at times. So it says this, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday, and rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Don't fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. 
Um, Bill, th- there's there's a few things here. There's four things here that that I think are important to a a Christian. Um, you know that I think we can lose sight of, and and I just kind of want you to high highlight them as we go through them, and maybe kind of uh, maybe kind of unpack them a little bit. On um, verse three, it says, "Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness." You know, we we live in a we live in a very very difficult time where um, trusting in the Lord. Um, is hard, but it's this last part too, where it says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Because as a Christian, you know, I, I pray and sometimes I don't, and this is for people that are listening too. sometimes we don't always see what we would perceive to be God's faithfulness, right? It's like, it's like, I'm praying, I'm praying. Some people have been praying for years for something. And so now you want me to trust in the Lord. Well, every time I pray and I don't see anything come of it right it's like that investment seems to seems to dwindle and dwindle more and more how do you how do you look at this and how do you add some color to it where it's actually has some some umph in a person's life yeah i I think one thing we have to do in in terms of especially when it's a matter of our prayers is what what trusting god means I, i trust him for the outcome i trust god that if what i'm asking him to do is not according to his will or it's not what he sees best so that he doesn't do it. Um, it doesn't diminish my trust in him. I think, I, think, I, think, I think it takes more faith to trust God, you know, to tell me, no, no, what you thought was best is not best. You know, uh, this is my best or this is my plan here. So I think sometimes, you know, you know, we can't look at the results and determine from there rather or not God has been faithful um, God's faithfulness is the fact that he heard you when you pray, the fact that he's in, re- the fact that you're connected to him through Jesus Christ and your relationship, he's been faithful. Um, the fact that we know where we're going when this is done. Uh, and I think we have, to, I think whenever there's something in front of us where we can't see what God's doing, it's a really healthy practice to look backwards. You know, mm. uh, when it says feed on his faithfulness, Sometimes I have to look back at God's track record and say, wow, he's only ever been faithful. Why would this situation be any different? And uh, I think that will strengthen our faith. You know, as I look back, I think of King David when, you know, Saul discouraged him. You know, he said, oh, you can't fight Goliath. This guy's been a warrior your lifetime. And David said, look, when I was watching my dad's sheep and a lion came and a bear came, um, you know, I, I slew him with my bare hands. And he understood the same God that enabled him to do that. He says, he's going to enable me to take out this uncircumcised Philistine. He drew on God's past faithfulness for his new battle. So, yeah. And I like, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, exercising a lot lately to get some medical things under control. And, and part of that is eating right, you know, and there's certain things that I can feed on that, um, that are really bad for me, right? I'll, I'll, I'll gain weight. I'll, I'll, I'll do all kinds of things with them. Right. But then there's those things that, man, they're just healthy to feed on. And you know, that they're going to, they're going to strengthen you and nourish you. There's a lot of things that, that a person can feed on, right? I mean, you can, you can feed on things that are really unhealthy. You can, you can look at all the things that you perceive God hasn't done, right? You can, you can feed on those things and your mind becomes all of a sudden captured by them and twisted, but it's interesting, feed on God's faithfulness. And you pointed out something fantastic that that when you look back, Pastor Chuck used to always say, you know, when you when you don't know what the future holds, look back on the one who brought you through and you'll know the future will be fine because he's not going to deny his kick his character, right? And and the truth is, I think you're right. 
there are times we're in a spiritual warfare. So there are times when we need to stop, when we don't think God's being faithful because we don't find a particular pathway in the present that's likable to us. We need to stop, like you said, and start meditating and feeding. And I think that's what it means to feed, to just engulf, to swallow up all of what God has done. Man, it just brings sanity to your mind, you know? So it goes on, Bill, and it says not only are we to um, are we to feed on His faithfulness, we're to, to we're to delight ourselves in the Lord, and He'll give us the desires of our heart. Now, again, you know, some people would look at that and they would say, "Well, I've been delighting myself in the Lord, and and and, and this is what I want, and, and it ain't happening." You know, I'm single, man. I've been I've been praying for a spouse, and I've been delighting myself in God, and and He ain't here, and she ain't here. So, so what does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? And then, what does it mean? And God will give you the desires of your heart. Right. So I, I've always looked at this as delighting in the Lord is is my. It's not that I'm looking for a thing where I'm I'm you know God's an ends to a means. It's Him all by himself that we desire, that we delight. It is my delight. It lights up my soul to be with Jesus, to spend time in his word. And I think the 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 the, the, the way it works is as, as I'm delighting in him, as God is everything to me, he gives me, I think he literally puts things in my heart that are, he gives me new desires. So I may have had desires before I was delighting in the Lord, you know, but when I delight in the Lord, I, I believe God even alters our desires to, to line them up with the things that he wants to do, wants to give us. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of fail proof. If I'm delighting in him, I'm going to have delight, desires that are in line with what he wants to give me. And in his timing, he says, I'll give you those desires, I'll give you the desires of your heart. So if I find that there's a, a disconnect where the things I desire in my heart are just not happening, yet I think I'm delighting in the Lord. Um, some people, I think, make the mistake of, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to do this so that God will do this. That's not delighting in the Lord. That's that's treating God like a genie. Um, <laughs> God's got to be enough all by himself um, for us. So, yeah, I think that's how that works. So so then walk me through this, because let's say a person first comes to the Lord. Right. And and they don't have the mind of Christ. Right. They've got a lot of the mind of the world. And and, you know, they're walking with the Lord. How, how, how does that play out? naturally because we got a lot of people that are that that listen that that are very young in the lord maybe they're a week or a month or or whatever you know barely a year and and they're still believing certain things or they're still living certain ways because their mind is kind of a certain way so is delighting in the lord is a part of that having the mind of god has having your mind changed like how does all that work to that person yeah, I think, I mean, part of delighting in God is going to be, you know, you're going to spend time with him, uh, spend time in his word. You know, if it's like a new relationship, you know, when I met my wife, I didn't know who she was yet. I didn't know what she liked, what she didn't like. But as we spent time together, I knew I liked her and I was taking in information. I was learning quickly, you know, what she liked to eat, where she liked to go, what she enjoyed doing, what she didn't appreciate, so forth and so on. Um, I think that's kind of when we start a new relationship with the Lord, it's new. We're learning um, what pleases him, you know, but we learn those things by spending time with him and through his word. Mm. And so I would encourage a, a new believer, an old believer, every believer at every phase, you want to spend time in his word that um, that's how we're going to learn who he is, that we might really delight ourselves in him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's and awesome. So, and and that, that's it's as as necessary for a two week old Christian as a you know 50 year old Christian, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a great word. Hey, we're going to take a, a really short break, and when we come back, I want to I want to talk about these other two things that he that he emphasizes here. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We will be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. Um, I have, um, not in studio, but on the line, uh, the phone line from Southern California in Inglewood, California, the pastor of um, Calvary Chapel, Inglewood, a good friend of mine, Pastor Bill Buffington. And Bill, um, you know, before the break, we were just kind of looking a little bit at Psalm 37. We looked at the first two emphasis points where in verse three, it says, trust in the Lord. In verse four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. You brought up a good point. I just love the analogy about meeting your wife and you didn't know everything about her, but you knew you liked her, right? And I think that's a great place as we start a walk with God. I don't know everything about God. I don't know the theology. I don't know once saved, always saved. I don't know how my works work with his justification. All I know is I love God. And 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 I think that's enough to start. It really is, you yeah. know. Um, but then, like you said, as we spend time with Him, spend time in His Word, and if and if and if you're not in a church, we would just add this: if you're not in a church that goes through God's Word and teaches God's Word, then we'd really encourage you to um, to leave, <laughs> to yeah. leave that place, because um, if you want your faith to grow, Scripture says there's only one way that happens, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so if you're not being taught the Word of God, not, what I mean by that is you're not being, you know, a scriptures isn't, you know, we're not talking about scripture being read, you know, at the beginning, and then you start hearing about all kinds of cool little slogans and different things that absolutely help you in no way when you're in an argument with your spouse or you're trying to be holy and stuff that you're watching. I'm talking about somebody that unpacks, a church that unpacks the full counsel of God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. If you're not in that, you want to get in that because that is where uh, your faith will grow. But Bill, before the uh, break, we talked about trusting. We talked about delighting. In verse 5 of Psalm 37, it says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. When you think of commit, what what comes to your mind? So when I, when I look at the word, you know, committing, like committing my way to the Lord, um, it's I'm, I'm, it's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm giving everything to you. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm leaving it all with you. I'm, I'm not holding some of it back. I'm, I'm committing my entire life. I'm committing my way to you. So, um, it's laying down my life to God saying, God, you, you have reign here. And so I'm committing, um, committing my way. I'm committing what I do to you. Uh, that's, that's in my mind. That's how I, I view that. I'm, I commit my life, commit my way to the Lord, there, there's a, there'll be a distinction about how I'm living, what I'm doing, how I'm moving as a believer. And so um, our, my way is not random. Uh, my way is not, uh, it's not my way anymore. I've committed it to the Lord. God, this is, you direct me in how I'm to go about life, what I'm to do, how I'm to live. Yeah. I like, um, you know, as you're talking, I think of, I'm thinking of John chapter 21. I think it's going to be around verse 14 or 15 when Jesus in his post-resurrection is is sitting on the shore and he starts in a in a conversation with Peter. And as he does, he starts asking him a question. He says, Peter, do you love me? 
right? And it's it's very interesting. If you look just a, just a, a, a foot beneath the surface on this, he says, Peter, do you agape me? And Peter answers, Lord, you know I phileo you, right? And that's, that's, that's like. One is unconditional, all in, give me everything, love. It's the same word that's used in John 3, 16, for God so agapeo, he loved the world, and, and, and he gave his son. So, so this is an idea of sacrifice and self and just giving, right? So Peter, do you agapeo me? And Peter says, you know, I like you. <laughs> and so he right. asked him a second time, do you agape me? He says, you know, I like you. And then finally, Jesus says, Peter, do you like me? Do you phileo me? And Peter says, Lord, you know all things, right? And, and, and so I think what's happening there is he's preparing him for the, next, for the next statement because he goes on to tell Peter how you're going to die. When you were younger, you went where you wanted. But when you get older, someone's going to gird you and take you where you don't want to go. And it says it signified of what kind of death. In other words, he's saying, look— what I'm asking from you is not a like. We ain't homeboys. We ain't bros. You know, we're not we're not just, you know, hey, I'm for friends, you know, me and the big man upstairs, right? And I think it's alluding to what I'm asking from you is do you love me to the point to where when you are stretched out later on in life and brought to a place you don't want to go, you will go there. Do you love me like that? And I think what you said, Bill, is is right on. Like I think there's only one type of Christianity. It's the all-in, agapeo, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because anything less is just what Peter said. Oh, I like you, you know. And and you know, you've been a you've been a pastor for a long time. You've seen people that like God but don't necessarily love Him, and not having that all-in. What 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 does that do to them? <laughs> right. It it. it... It, there's either people that that they just they they have a form of godliness but they deny the power they're not enjoying you know what it would really mean to be a christian the benefits and blessings of really being committed to the lord because while there may be challenges warfare of, of being you know fully committed to the lord there's a fruitfulness you can't fake fruit you know there's a fruitfulness that comes and so uh, another, I guess, a, a, a picture I would give to committing your way to the Lord, you know, we all use our phones, you know, for instruct directions in the car. So when you get in the car, let's say you have a destination, you put it in. And now, you know, you're, you're I've committed my way, that's where I'm going. Now, I don't know what direction it's going to take me what freeway it may move me to and when it may say, hey, it's uh, accidents above, you know, take this route instead, I've just committed my way. Um, I'm going to follow these instructions until I get there. That's the idea. You know, I'm going to, God, I don't know where you're going to take me. I don't know what this walk will look like, but I'm going to continue following you until I'm with you. You know, yeah. and that's, uh, I think that's the heart that we want to have. If you have less than that heart, if you follow the Lord lightly, then you're not following the Lord at all. Yeah. You know, it, it's either, if, if I turn, if, if I have my direction still telling me where to go and I'm not listening then I've not committed my way to the Lord. You know, he's there, he's speaking, but I'm not listening. Therefore, I'm not benefiting either. Yeah, amen to that. The last thing he says here, Bill, is he says, um, so we looked at, he trusts in the Lord, verse three, delight yourself in the Lord, verse four, commit your way to the Lord, verse five. And now he says in verse seven, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we live in a culture here where, where resting in the Lord 
you know, is something that people have a very difficult time doing because I think we've kind of been enveloped into this church culture that says do, 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 do in order to get. I, I, I need God's favor. I need God's forgiveness. I need this. So I need to do this, do this, do this. And what you end up having is you just end up having a bunch of work-weary people that that end up feeling like like they have they have absolutely um, no idea what God feels about them. You know, they're just kind of burnt. They're just like, like, well, I'm just doing all this stuff. Why don't I feel any better about myself? You know, what does it mean to rest in the Lord? I believe that resting in the Lord is directly proportionate to our faith in the Lord. You know, uh, you know, it's the, it says rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So, uh, and then it says not to fret. So it's fretting and worrying. And, and it's that's what I do when I think this is on me. I got to make this happen. Mm. Um, I can rest genuinely in the Lord when I'm when I'm at, when I'm believing in my faith that God, I believe you have this. I believe you're sovereign over this. I believe that your will will be done in this. So um, I'm going to rest. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to stress myself out over this. And so um, a stressed out believer is a believer that's not operating in faith the way he should be. And a believer that's operating in faith can rest even when things are, they're not all finished yet. It's not all put together yet, but um, we're resting in his faithfulness. We trust that God will, uh, in his timing, do whatever it is that he has, he has planned. Yeah, the, the, word, the word rest there means to be silent, to be still, to die, to be struck dumb to be silenced. And so I, I think you're right. It's, it's understanding when God says something, now I just need to be quiet and I just need to stay there. Right. And, and I think that if, if we, if we don't do that, scripture has a lot of, you know, I mean, when, when God came to Abraham and said, yo, you're, you're going to have a kid, you know, and, and him, him and Sarah, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, that's great. You know, um, as time went on, I think they stopped waiting and resting and stopped being patient for the Lord. And they said, well, let's, let's rest by helping him out. And so they did what they did. They, 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 you know, took a handmaid, a servant, and, and they had a child and, and we actually pay for that sin to this day with a lot of the division that's happening in the Middle East. And so I, I think we don't realize sometime that, that sometimes that, that waiting patiently for the Lord doesn't just impact us. It could impact our family, our kids, our, our work, our, it can impact generations, you know, so sometimes I think you're right, but we just need to be awestruck, dumbstruck, stop, be silent. Um, and on the streets, we'd say, shut up, <laughs> shut right. up and just trust God. You know, um, in the last in the last you know minute we have, Bill, talk to the people um, that, that are listening and they haven't made a decision for Jesus yet because they just don't know if they could trust him with their life. Mm. Well, the you know, anybody struggling with the idea of trusting Jesus with your life. Um, I want you to, to look at what he did uh, for you. You know, when he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, your will be done. He knew what was ahead of him. He knew the cross would be gruesome and brutal. However, if there was no other way for you and me to have our sins forgiven, he told the Father, your will be done. And Jesus obediently went to the cross and took my sin and your sin upon himself. He suffered embarrassment and shame and humiliation for us, him being God, right? Leaving heaven where he was worshiped and glorified, he endured hardship, ultimately died in our place. 
Um, he rose from the grave in power and now invites you and I into relationship with him. Uh, I look at what he did and I, I, I can't see how I wouldn't trust him with my entire life, seeing that Amen. he died for me and Amen. rose from the grave. And so I would invite you to trust Jesus with everything. Amen. Hey, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shout!